Blog Talk Radio.
In the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust, as the Republican mentor, like the, the real 144,000 being gathered in this day and time, the mentalists, the bright race, the Amen race. Good evening, I'm your host, the intellectual Nubian Nankari. This is Mentelect Radio. And tonight, tonight we're going to be discussing the tribe of Shabazz and what Elijah Muhammad meant by it. Was the tribe of Shabazz that Elijah Muhammad spoke of really the Olmecs, the ancient Olmecs? Yeah, they were. I'm going to go right out and say that. That everything that the nation of Islam is talking about, about the ancient people, the ancient world in which they come from, or, you know, this tribe of Shabazz, is really the Olmecs. I'm going to prove it to you tonight. First and foremost, for those of you who know the Nation of Islam teaching, those of you who were former members of the Nation of Islam, those of you who are current members of the Nation of Islam, you'll walk down the memory lane with me on what Elijah Muhammad said, that Fard, because we're going to touch on Fard Muhammad too in a minute, and I want you all to tell me what makes sense and what don't make sense, because see, the people are not going to listen to this. The people will say, oh, that brother don't know nothing because he wasn't in the Nation of Islam. That's not what the messenger meant. Y'all don't know what the messenger meant neither. Y'all can't, I asked a lot of you guys before, I said, what did it mean when you said that Fard was born of a black father and a white mother and his father had to go up into the mountains of Europe and have to get a white woman? In 1877, right, according to where you say he was born, that he had to go up in some caves when he's supposed to be a so-called black man from, um, as you say, a so-called black man from uh, Mecca who was a member of the tribe of Quraysh, according to y'all, right? And that he took, he wanted to have a, make a son to send to America. So he and he had to have a son that would look mulatto, right? According to your teachings, I'm not gonna butcher your teachings, but this is the gist of it. This guy who was far as father was a so-called black man, wanted to help his people in North America or whatever, or send his son on a mission. How y'all put it? I'm paraphrasing, but y'all y'all get where I'm going. And so this man who was supposed to be a member of the Quraysh tribe, which is a uh, Saudi Arabian uh, tribe of uh, Arabs, right? A lot of these people are pale Arabs. Now, did the Quraysh have black Arabs, so-called black Arabs? Yeah, they had a little bit of everything in there. A lot of pale Arabs were in charge, just like, uh, you know, the pale Arabs today, the Caucasian, mixed-in Arabs. Anyway, so according to them, the Nation of Islam theology is that this um, – uh, uh, Fard's father and Saudi Arabia went and tried to get a white woman to mix his seed with to send over here to make a mulatto to come and then raise up hmm, to raise up black people in the wilderness of North America, the tribe of Shabazz, who are being falsely called black people who have no knowledge of who they are or whatever, like they say. Right? Now, question. Why would a person all the way somewhere in Saudi Arabia somewhere, an Arab, who, you know, there was never any proof that this person, you know, fought, existed, or he was a member of any Quraysh tribe, or that he was born there. They don't have any proof of that. But, okay, because I say more of that stuff is not calling out Elijah Muhammad or the Nation of Islam teachings a lie, but what I think and what I know. I'm going to go with what I think and know, because I think and therefore I know. What I think and know is that, most of the stuff they were saying in the Nation of Islam that Elijah Muhammad tried to put across was 
symbolic of something else. A lot of code words were spoken, a lot of symbolism. If you were not in the Masonic Lodge, if you were not in the know or the shrines and things like that, you really wouldn't understand a lot of the Nation of Islam's theology. I'm going to just say it like that because I said this before and I'll say it again. I stand on it. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was a Freemason and a Shriner, and so was Fard, because there was no way, and the Nation of Islam is really a Masonic organization. The Nation of Islam is a Masonic organization. That's why you have the MGT, which is really Eastern Stars, and the FOI, which is really Masons uh, 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 um, in the nation like that. They're really just Masons. That's why your temples, or should I say your mosques, were at one time called temples, after the Masonic temples. This is why you use titles like Honorable, which is a Masonic title, and and um, and Master, which is a Masonic title from the word from the title Worshipful Master, one who sits at the top of the Masonic lodge, the Worshipful Master. That's what you get the terminology of Master Fard Muhammad from, because Master Fard or Fard was obviously the Worshipful Master of y'all uh, so-called Nation of Islam, really your Masonic lodge. He was a, obviously he was at one point the worshipful master, you see, because he had all the knowledge and he was sought to be the, you know, leader. And the most honorable Elijah Muhammad obviously rose in the ranks to get that title honorable, seen as a high-ranking member within the lodge or in the temple, as y'all refer to it. Again, that got, that got that's from straight that's straight from Freemasonry, all of it. Now, if the Nation of Islam want to say that's not. I mean, the fact is this, where they got it from. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad is seen in a lot of images standing on his square, right? And like I said, I know a lot of the teachers because I'm a Freemason. I went through the whole Freemason thing. I said that before. I ain't nothing to hide. There's nothing to hide. The Freemasons didn't teach me mental life. They didn't give me this knowledge. But what they did do is open my eyes to structure and order and law. They did open my eyes to that, the need for that. I always knew about community, but... There's no community about law and order, which I'll go into that later. So, Yahweh Elijah Muhammad, according to your theology, you said, because I asked the question, why would somebody clear across the world in Saudi Arabia be worried about black people here in America? Does that even make sense? What about the so-called black people in Africa? Why didn't Fard go to Africa where black people was being uh, uh, um, screwed over by Caucasians over there? Why didn't he go to the, and right in his homeland of Mecca where there's racism and Islam in Mecca? the so-called black Muslims, why all the places all over the world where so-called black people at that time or in, and still up into this time were in peril and, you know, going through what they were going through, why did he come to North America? Why North America? Why was North America so important? You see, just another place on the planet, right? Shouldn't he have been full? And, and you bring in a doctrine called Islam. Right, which is really not Islam, it's Freemasonry. And like I said, you know, you just threw in some Arabic names. And the reason why that is is because in the Masonic Lodge, Islam is one of the pillars of faith that they have in Freemasonry. So the whole Islamic angle within the nation of Islam comes from Freemasonry also. They're teaching a Freemasonic form of Islam, you see, not a Arab, Arab um, version. This is why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was always at odds with the Arab community, the teachings of the Nation of Islam are at odds with the Arab community, even though y'all started trying to convert over into the Arab, like, act like Arabs. Like, so I don't know why y'all did that. But anyway, not getting in your business to do what you do. But, so, to bring a form of Islam over into America, 
which is not Arab 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 uh, um, culture. It's not Arab culture because the Islam that was that nation of Islam taught, and that which you would think Fard would teach, coming from Saudi Arabia as you claim he comes from, right? Which again, these are all terminologies of Freemasonry, coming from the East. You know, traveling to the East, traveling into uh, uh, um, traveling into uh, uh, from the East into the uh, into the West. All this traveling talk. That was a lot. That was, if you notice, in a lot of the Nation of Islam theology, Bart was known as a traveler. And another way of saying a traveling man. That's the terminology of Freemasonry. Okay, so him being a so-called traveling man, he come over into the wilderness of North America again. Why North America, and why bring this teaching, which is like I said, Freemasonic, over into America? Islamic Freemasonic teaching. Why? Answer because. You wanted the descendants of the first people who were the builders here. That's why, right? You look at the so-called tribe of Shabazz. Let's look at what they say tribe of Shabazz mean because, you know, and I'm going to get on this whole thing of did Elijah Muhammad actually believe that Fard, what did um, Fard say um, Elijah Muhammad mean when he said God came in the person of Master Fard Muhammad. What did that really mean? Did he mean that Fard Muhammad was your so-called God, the most high, the creator, or did he mean that God came in the person or that supreme force or energy or power came within him, which is another way of saying telepathy, psychometry, clairvoyance, intuition, something came over him to make him come here, right, and start teaching so-called black people. Why was that a factor? See, we, we look at things logically here because people can be used for certain missions. People, and I've said this before, and i said this again, I'll say this again. Donald Elijah Muhammad was not the messenger. Fard was the messenger, okay? He was carrying a message to spark up a evolution in the people here who were obviously the first builders of the society. Again, going back to the tribe of Shabazz, let me go and read what they tell you, what they say in Nation, the- Nation of Islam Theology about the tribe of Shabazz. Tribe of Shabazz, supposedly Arabic, right? Now, the word Shabazz, the word Shabazz is not, there's no, there's no word Shabazz uh, uh, in, there's no word Shabazz in uh, Arabic, right? There's no word Shabazz, right? According to, they said, it's Romanized, they said Shabazz, not, not Shabazz, Kwabila Ashabazz. They said Arabic Romanized, right? Now, what is this Shabazz linked to? Are they talking about some tribe in Asia and whatnot? I say, Nation of Islam is supposed ancient black nation migrated into Central Africa, right, led by a leader named Shabazz, a concept primarily writings of Wallace Fard Muhammad, right? According to the story, Nation of Islam tribe of Shabazz was the only survivor of 13 tribes, 13. That's a symbolic number. What is 13 symbolic of? See, again, this is symbolism here. 13 represents the next or the new or the a next, you know, uh, uh, day or next generation or next covenant. Like, for example, when a child becomes 13 years old and certain um, rituals and certain beliefs, like in Judaism, when a child goes to his bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah to become a man or a boy becomes a, a man and the girl becomes a, you know, a woman, the bar mitzvah is for the girl, the bar mitzvah is for the boy. 
that is the number 13 is you. So 13 represents a new day or something new. Again, also, 13 represents the 13 colonies or the 13, I think it was 13 stars on the flag, which, again, in this country talked about the formation of America, right? 13 is also the number 76. 76 together equals 13, right, which is symbolic of the time when they claimed this country started in 1776. Um, let me see. The concept found primarily women. Well, I mean, uh, they said that uh, the nation of Islam tribe of Shabazz was the only survivor of 13 tribes that lived on the earth 66 trillion years ago. 66. Now, the nation of Islam's number is 77. Why wasn't it 77 trillion years ago? Don't act like this number is, oh, well, he was trying to stick to the number and make sure he was specific. Come on. Come on. You could've, he could have just easily said 77 trillion years ago. Y'all know it. Stop acting like these numbers are right and exact. They're not. These are numbers that are being thrown up. Or is it that these numbers are symbolic of something else? Six, six trillion. Six, six trillion. What does that sound like to y'all? Six, six trillion. Right? What does that sound like? Try six hundred six six. Try. Again, these are symbolisms. Who is using the number six six six? The beast. To give you an idea of where and why America is the place in which this nation would be raised, no place else but here. In North America, not in the, not in South America, not in Central America, not in Canada, but in the wilderness of North America. Hmm. Nobody finds that strange. Sixty-six trillion years ago, six 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 try three is the number of the beast, right? Um. After a rogue scientist blew up the planet, splitting the moon, uh, to the other tribes perished. Right, and again, this sounds like Olmec. This sounds almost like I don't say Olmec, but the almond coming into this atmosphere, and you know, being um, born into this atmosphere, being projected into this atmosphere, breaking off from one a group that didn't make it into this atmosphere. Not that they died or perished, but they didn't come into this atmosphere. They were in a higher state. Tribe of Shabazz located in rich Nile Valley, rich rich Nile Valley of Egypt, and present seat of the Holy City of Mecca. Right now, I want you to keep on listening. It is technologically advanced society, uh, but one one faction was led by Shabazz himself, previously unoccupied areas of Central Africa. Right now, question. They said that these people was in Africa, but then according to the Nation of Islam, the tribe of Shabazz is out of Asia, right? They talk a lot about the Asiatic black man. So you, do, you do know at one time Asia and what you call in North America and all this was one landmass. Don't, don't even count Europe, even though Europe is attached to Asia, because technically there's no such place as Europe. Europe is all of Asia. So that's all Asia, and that was all attached to America at one time. You do know right now, because you could tell it were joined, that you can actually take a plane from California straight to China in 30 minutes, but they won't let you fly that way. That shows you how close. I think about 35, 40 minutes it'll take you. If you go straight across, I forget how they say, you can go straight from California to China. 
to show you that um, proximity, the closeness of it, but they won't let you fly that way. you got to fly all around in different zones and go all through this other stuff. But it just goes to show you this was all one landmass at the time and that our people were here. Now, again, this tribe of Shabazz, nobody ever heard of these people and, uh, uh, in the ancient world, but they went right back. Notice, he went to the rich Nile Valley of Egypt. Who was living in Egypt, right? And who was the – our people was living in Egypt, right? And our people were these architects and these builders. They built the Great Pyramids because this is why the Freemasons used the pyramid a lot of uh, um, the pyramids from the ancient world. Our people built in Egypt, but another place they don't they they don't really mention, right? The Great Builders of Pyramid right here in North America, right? Right here in North America, and that the Olmecs built these pyramids. They design these pyramids. They have people quarrying, working these pyramids. Why is that never talked about in Freemasonry about the wonderment of the pyramids here, you know, here in America? They talking about Egypt, or, or maybe they're not talking about Egypt at all. They talking about here in America because you got find just as many pyramids here in North America, South America, Mexico, places like that than you do in Egypt. That is a sign of an advanced society. Right, advanced society that wore. If you look at the Olmecs, they was wearing feathers, like feathers on top of their head, a lot like what the messenger wore. You do know that that double Z. So I'm gonna get on that in a second. They say the word Shabazz, right, means falcon. They translated as. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you what they translated as. Hold on, one second, because I wanna. Make sure I get this. They translate the word Shabazz as meaning King Falcon or something like that, Head Falcon. They say, but also it can mean either Falcon or Eagle. It can mean Falcon or Eagle. All right? Where is the Eagle prominent at? And was the Eagle first used by the so-called white man in America, or was it a society that he picked up and copied from where they were already using that bird symbolically when they came here into America. I want you to think on that because they said it didn't even mean falcon or they used the word eagle. Hmm. So you mean to tell me there's a society, a grand, huge society on the level of Egypt, even bigger, that exists here in what you call in North, South America, which is really Mesoamerica, because right, I'm going to go in deeper into this. This society exists here of all these so-called black people who have a cosmopolitan society. They're not African. Right? Notice they, because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad always made sure that he, he, he set the whole African, us away from the African and African people. Have you ever noticed that? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad never, they never really gravitated toward that whole African thing. They didn't. He was like, we Asiatic black men. You see, Asiatic. Was that him making the differentiation between our people not being tribal Africans? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Was he making the differentiation between our people being from the east of what they're calling Africa? Because what they call the Middle East is not Africa. It's east of Africa, right? That's technically, like I said, they want to say that they want to uh, – whether you call it, it don't even matter. Whether you call it Asia, you see, Africa, it was all one landmass. 
And America was hooked into that. This is why, you see, I told you our people was walking from different places to places to places because all these places were linked as a Pangea. They called the supercontinent, the so-called geologists from them refer to the supercontinent as North America and Asia and Europe, which, again, like I said, there's, no real, there's really no such place as Europe. That's all Asia. What they're calling Europe is all Asia. All right. They tried to. They just wanted to get a white man a place, so he could say he has an original place from. But that's all Asia. So Asia and North, or what you call in America, North America, and all it was all all linked together. Okay, that was all linked together, and Egypt was part of that as well. They want to say that's Africa, right? But that's Asia or what you would call Asia, part of that landmass, because they said east of Africa. You see a lot of the same, um, you see a lot of the same, um, I pointed out with the Olmecs and the ancient Egyptians, you see a lot of the same customs where they were using the serpent, where they were using the building things, certain tools, things like that, to show you that they were not tribal people, even though, like I said, they are referring to these people, you know, like, Alabama Elijah Muhammad is referring to a tribe of Shabazz. Where is this tribe of Shabazz at? Where are they at? Okay? Where is the tribe of Shabazz at? Where are they at somewhere in Asia? Nobody ever heard of these people. You see, like I said, Donald Elijah Muhammad wasn't making this up out of his head. What he was describing to you was a people who, and again, I'm, gonna give this, I'm about to give you a big, even bigger connection to what I'm saying. Well, let me finish reading this, right? Because they say that the tribe of Shabazz was like a uh, um, was a people from Mecca, right? From Mecca, and they were referred to as Mekian Mekian people, and they spell it M E C C A N Mekian Mekian people. What does Mekian sound like to you? Scientist named Yaku was a member of the Mekian branch. Of the tribe. This is what the nation of Islam teach. Mekian. What does Mekian sound like to y'all? What does Mekian sound like? I want my people in the audience to say. What does Mekian sound like to you? What does Mekian sound like? Y'all saying Mexican? Yeah, Mexican comes from that word. But what does the word Mekian sound like? It's spell. I'm gonna spell it again. M e c c a n. Mekian. Cut off the 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 C E A the C A N part of it. All mech. Exactly. All mech. Which is exactly. Mechian. It's not talking about Mecca. It's not talking about no Mecca because Mecca wasn't even important back then. So why would they even start talking about Mecca? Was Mecca even important back then in the ancient times? No. Because Islam, and according to your time of Muhammad, he was popular in the 7th century. Mecca, uh, Mecca wasn't nothing that back then, before before that time. Nobody cared about no Mecca. So if they're talking about these are Meccan people, right, these are people who lived in Mecca, or was that another way of saying these were all Meccan people? Think about that. Think about it. Because the word Olmec, it's really falsely trained. It's really all men. Look it up. All men. It's really they really pronounced it all men. O L M E N. But it was called all mech by the people who misunderstood it. So now 
these people take that and they take that story forward. The next thing you know, you're talking about the old mech people. They call it old mech, right? These are all so-called black people, advanced civilized people. So now this society is not sounding like an Arabic society. They're not sounding like um, an African society, right? This is a cosmopolitan society, an advanced society, as was down to be Elijah Muhammad was describing, right? So now, question. This society was obviously well-known and things like that. Your Masons obviously knew about these people, your George Washington, they knew about the old Mex and all these people here. They knew about, if they didn't, they learned over time. They knew about these edifices and these places because the white man looked for everything. So he finds all this stuff. He finds the pyramids. He comes with the name Old Mech, right? But he also finds that the word Z, a lot of the Z's that you hear in the Mexican or so-called Spanish language that the Mexicans use, two totally different languages. They the Spanish, the so-called Spanish that the Mexicans use, or say, because I told you all of Mexico was our people's land. All of Mexico, North America, South America, that's all Mesoamerica. That's all Me- that's Mesoamerican land. That's all our people's land. I'm going to get into that in, later. That's all our people's land. Okay? All of that is what you call in the Asiatic, so-called Asiatic people. That's, mes- that's the people in the ancient America. And the, the term that double, that double Z, that that comes from the Olmecs. They you talking about they when you talk about people like uh Quetzalcoatl and, and and Montezuma and all those type of names like that. The Z's was used heavily amongst our people, or those Z's or that zips a uh, zip sound or the double Z's or that was coming from our people. That ain't that's not part of the Spanish language. The so called Mexicans who are a mixed race of anywhere from Asian to East Indian and some of them got, because the, the mass majority of people in Mexico that they don't show you, they're so-called black people. It's a lot of it's black people been in Mexico before the Asians came there, just like we were all over the place. The only descendants, because now they try to show you, they say the descendants of the so-called old Mex are these Mexicans today. They are not. That is a lie. The descendants of the old Mex today are here in the wilderness of North America. So now does it not make sense that when you're talking about a so-called tribe or Shabazz or ancient tribe of which we come from, would it not make sense that what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who, or who he was actually describing, was the ancient Olmecs? Would that not make sense? Would that not make sense? Now, tell me if I'm crazy, I'm wrong. If only get some of these Nation of Islam guys on here because they can't prove none of that tribe of Shabazz from um, a Mecca nonsense or the Allah stuff. You see, they can't prove none of that. But it makes more sense that you would focus on people because, again, what what you somehow far come from um, this story of far coming from uh, Saudi Arabia, and he he care about black people in America. I doubt it because there's been a lot of truth that say that far was already here in America, right? And that a lot of these people, like I said, they 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 knew about the ancient societies that were here in the Americas already that our people was cut off from, okay? And these people were builders, 
right? Because the first Masonic orders, the first building orders were set here by our people. Where do you think uh, a Benjamin Banneker comes from? Where is ben- Benjamin Banneker wasn't no tribal African, and he wasn't no mulatto neither. Where did he come from, and how did he get this knowledge on how to lay out the Washington, D.C. area, how he laid out the Capitol and the White House? He designed that. This man was not, he was not a, a, a so-called African, right? He was not a so-called African, and, you know, I don't know. They claim I don't, he. I don't think he was ever no slave. They say he might have been, but I doubt it. And so, if he was, who taught him that stuff? Because they love to say that the so-called Olmecs descendants, the Olmecs, the Inca, and the Maya, like I said, which over time became tribal people. They love to say that those people's descendants disappeared. Really? Really? I put up an image of a Mayan warrior. On a Mayan warrior king on my wall that looks exactly like me, but they descendants disappeared, huh? We came from Africa, huh? Really? Really? Hmm. Something don't sound right. Something don't sound right about none of this story. Okay? I remember a brother called in one time, and he was trying to make a, con- a connection between the uh, the tribe of Shabazz in which the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was describing and the old Mexican. You know, I kind of brushed them off, but then when I later on I thought about it, and I let, and I, like I said, I couldn't receive it at that time, but then, I, I, you know, thoughts go away and then more reception start coming in on it. You know what? It makes sense. It makes sense. Why the focus on America? Because those people in the ancient world of all Mexican, I told you they had, that was the premier place. America was a premier place, just like ancient Egypt was. You see? Everybody was coming here to trade. Now, the Islamic influence, if y'all want to say Islam played a part, that came by way of the Moors and the, and the, uh, and the people like Abu Bakari and Mansa Musa and them people who were coming over here who were mixing in with the descendants of the Olmecs, the so-called black people that was already over here. So it was people coming from the east who brought Islam here and mixed in with those people. And so, yeah, Islam did get circulated around the, what you're calling uh, um, um, the um, early America. You see, Islam did get circulated around here because, like I said, you had people like Mansa Musa, Abu Bakari. You had they people travel over here from Mali. They came into America. That's this is this is this factual. You see, but this was this was like I said, they were getting with the people who were the descendants of those people, our, our people today. So they got with our people mixed in, and Islam started getting spread over here. But them people that what you call in the um, tribe of Shabazz. Right there, and the use of that double D, that's an Olmec thing. That's an Olmec thing. The use of the double Ds is an Olmec thing. And I'm going to get even deeper into this. Y'all going to see where I'm about to go with this. Not tonight, but some, something else and where I'm going with this. But this is where the double Ds come from. All right? And it, like I said, again, the connection with the serpent, right? And you see the uh, uh, the helmets and the crowns and things like that. You don't see that on any of these other ancient people. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? A Mechian, Olmecian? Hmm. Think on that. That would be the that would be the uh 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 Asi- the, uh original Asiatic so-called black man if you're gonna use that terminology. You see, that would be them. Now this whole thing about. Our people being brought here in chains and locked in the chains and this, that, and the third, right? Let's go with that for a minute. Let's go with that for a minute. Because you do know slavery was really the so-called white man putting our people 
who were here already free in America, putting them in slavery because slavery was outlawed really in 1808 as far as bringing slaves over from Africa. So you only got a very small percentage, 5 to 6%, probably even smaller, of so-called Africans that were brought over into the so-called New World, right? You have a very small percentage of them that you would bring over here because first and foremost, you want to bring people over here, tribal people. Why would you bring tribal people here when you already got people here who already know the language, who already know the land, who could work the land and whatnot? Why would you bring people from someplace else? You see? And, you know, they did that for us for a very short time, but I told you over time it didn't become, it wasn't profitable to them anymore. Okay, because number one, you bringing people over here who will eventually fight with you or get with the other people. You bringing a whole other population in here that can come together with the people here and rise up and fight you. So that's not smart. You got to fight these people as they coming over here into America because these people are gonna fight you on all the way. They don't know where you taking them. Out. They fighting with you. Then they're coming here. They you you putting your filth and disease on them. You having sex with the women on the boat. Nasty spreading disease. Half the cargo is dead when you get here. The other half got disease. You got to quarantine. These people, then you got to teach them English to get them to work. Uh, do that even sound like it's profitable? Does that sound like it's profitable? Y'all tell me. I, I don't walk through this already of why slavery, how you could tell slavery didn't go on long as far as them important Africans. You could tell. You see? When they just said, look, everybody, all, all, all the so-called black people, we're just going to call you African and we're going to just enslave you. That's all they did was enslave people that was free already. They showed you that in the Solomon North story. But see, black people got caught up in this whole, we got brought over here, slaves, and all this other, and slaves, and, and chains, all this other BS. You see? They they fell for that. When uh, at, at times, uh, um, the free the free so-called black people over here, they was owning some of the Africans that was brought off those slips, off the ships. They owned some of the Africans. You had black people who owned slaves here in America. They ain't going to tell you a lot of black people owned slaves here. And it was the Africans that they owned, or they would enter into some indentured thing with certain black people that was coming from England, things like that. So a lot of the, a lot of uh, um, slave trade, indentured that you know, started coming into it. It wasn't until the white man, you know, he got into down south and southern areas, and he started with the uh, uh, degeneracy and the raping people. Because at one point it was just about indentured servitude. You would work off your wage for, you know, work off something for five, seven years, work for somebody, and then you free. The guy is about your business. It was an indentured service thing. They turned it into a slave thing, you see. And then they start bringing in people from Africa, and like I said, that didn't work. So they cut that out in 1808. Look it up. So, we're after, so for the next 60 or 70 years, where was all the slaves coming from? You know what they did? And I told you this before, they had sex farms. They had sex farms where they would capture black men or black women. They would capture you, beat the hell out of you, and they would have farms. That's what the plantations really were. The plantations were not just for working. They were for breeding slaves. They bred people there. They took women. They took young girls off the street. That's where the term kidnapping come from. They took free people from certain areas, lands. You, you my slave now. Because you look at the people who they enslaved. They don't look like no tribal Africans. They do not look like tribal Africans. These are people who they took their children, kidnapped children. They don't want to tell you that part. Kidnapped little boys, kidnapped little girls, took them into slavery, were selling them and whatnot, took children from them and whatnot. Basically like what you see what they do with the adoption agency today. 
Notice the beast is always trying to take your children in diapers and DC, uh, BCW. They always trying to take your children. See, because that whole mindset of taking and kidnapping your children is in them. They always want to use or take your children and use them for their way. So it's the same goddamn thing today. They were doing it back then. You see? You niggas, you niggas, them niggas back then, they let the white man come all up amongst their children. Oh, these children are so cute. Next thing they're taking your children. You see? Next thing you know, your children on a damn sex farm somewhere. Being raped, being molested, and everything else, and they turning up. That's how the slave population got started. Give me this nonsense about they just got people off of slaves. They did not. That didn't last. So once they had these sex farms going, they was breeding slaves here. Okay? And that's how your slave population got started. They did not bring people from no Africa. So kill that noise about this, we, they bought 100 million slaves. I can't believe you niggas said that nonsense. You really believe the white man brought 100 million people over here into this country and, and change? Stop it. What is slave shit? Well, we ain't going to go into that. I already debunked that whole slave, we came on slave shit nonsense from Africa. That's a lie the white man tells. He lied. He tells the truth on who the real Americans are. When I read you to read to you the 1828 Merriam-Webster uh, uh, definition of what an American is, he told you what who the Americans are. Copper-colored races, the copper-colored natives of this land. Who are the copper-colored natives of this land? The people who are falsely being called black people. People in the wilderness of North America. Why was it wilderness? Because you had wild animals around here, and not only that, you had wild animals running this place. Wild animals. People who might kidnap you, take you, rape your children, all kinds of basically like what you got today. Bunch of goddamn degenerates walking around. Right? So, yes, yeah, sex plantations. Exactly. That's what they had them for. They was breeding them. And a white man came out, that guy um, who they fired years ago. He came out and said that. What's the guy, the white man, know that? He know that he was breeding black people here in America. That guy who, um, who um, uh, I forgot what his name is. He, he, um, he was a um, sports commentator for football or something. He said, yeah, the big black guys, they're big bucks because, you know, we take the big slave, and, you know, back in the plantation, they take the big slave woman and the big slave man and breed them. And they was like, oh, oh we got to get rid of him. So what he was really saying was, and he wasn't supposed to say it, was they, the white man had sex bombs here. And he was freaking off with the slaves, molesting the children, making them have sex with their family members, their sisters, whatever, break the people up, uh, put them over here, make them breed more slaves, stuff like that. Then would take them to auction and sell them, sell the children, stuff like that. You see? So they was really the native people that was being sold, the ancient people, the descendants of the ancient people, the Olmecs. That's what your Mechian, uh, uh, Mechian people means when they talk about the Mecca. There's no no Mecca, and, and there's no uh, Mecca, and uh, um, there's no Mecca that they were connected to in Saudi Arabia. That's talking about the old Mechs, the Mechian people. Okay, and that double Z comes from them, the tribes and that people that built the ancient societies. Where else? Where's this ancient? Where's this ancient uh, uh, advanced society in Mecca? Where's that, where's that at? They just showed you, and they said in their theology that they went to Egypt. Hmm. No sign of those. 
other than the Egyptian pharaohs and the stuff that people they had over there, no sign of no Olmec people. Don't these Olmec people or these, excuse me, don't these tribe of Shabazz people, these Mechian people, do they not sound like Olmecs? Or do they sound like some Arabic people somewhere in the Middle East somewhere? You tell me what they sound like when he's trying to describe you. Yeah, Jimmy the Greek, he said that. Okay? Because those double Zs, like I said, those double Zs, you see, they represent the serpent. And if you notice, the uh, um, the Masons and all of them, they, they and, and your Nazis who are nothing but Masons as well, a lot of these Nazis and these people was in the Third Reich, they was all Freemasons. They used the, the, um, the double Z as well. That comes from our people, man. And like I said, the eagle or the uh, uh, um, the well, I say the uh, uh, um, acknowledgement of the eagle, that didn't come from the white man. That didn't come from him. Because if you look back in England, you go over there, where was the eagle? George Washington came from England. All right? They came from England. So anything that they ran into here in America, anything that they came here into in America, they was already done here. I made reference to, remember I said when I put on my page, I said, you see the hat, the hats that, the cowboy hat, the so-called Navajo hat that you see the Indians wear, the so-called you notice they have that that uh that hump that hump on top of them, right? They have the hump like the hill hump type on top of it, right? And then you see the cowboy hat has the same thing, but it's broke down in the middle, like you, you hit it in the middle, it's broke down in the middle. You had so-called black people back in the 1800s, 1700s wearing those hats. Where they get them hats from? They was wearing those hats. I said that those hats came from the old, they, that hat came from the design of the Olmec helmet. All they did was put a brim around it. It's the same Olmec hat. You see, those coned hill type uh, uh, head coverings, they just put a brim around it. That's all. And and they put damn feathers on the, on the side. But that come from our people, man. The cowboy hat, all that come from our people. The Olmec Navajo hat, or the uh, so-called Native American Navajo hats. Like, that's all from our people, okay? So when you're talking about this ancient tribe, when you're talking about uh, uh, a Fard being seen, at, or Elijah worshiping Fard, that's talking, again, Freemasonry, because Freemasonry was going on here in America with our people. Let me take a call, 704. 704. Hey, how you doing, brother? How you doing? Hey, uh, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm in agreement with everything. But I was going to ask you, I hear you say we're not, we didn't come from tribal Africans. But no. do you think that we were still tribal everywhere else we were at, including as Olmec? Because it seems that way to me, based on how our people behave today. Everywhere I go, well, where our people at, we, we're really mm-hmm. tribal. Well, see, here's the thing. When you say tribal, see, it's, it's, you know, I say it in two ways. Tribal, when I say tribal, I mean primitive, all right? You're going to have people, okay. there's tribal as in people who are, you know, split up in people who are in different factions and cliques, that tri- type of tribal, or tribal as in primitive in their behavior and their things like that. So when they look back at all people in the ancient world and all the edifices, all the societies they built, they definitely wasn't primitive people. I'm talking about the Olmecs and all them. That's what differentiates you from the tribal Africans when you go over to Africa, the ones who cut their damn face up and they got the BB buckshot hair and the dry skin they, and they hear peasy as hell and they got the buckshot skin and they got that dirt, that dirty black dingy. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I've seen them. I've seen you know them. That, them, 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 them tribal Africans, the minute bowl looking Africans. You already tell that's not all. Yeah, the minute bowl looking Africans. The, yeah. the Africans don't even consider them a part of, of them, even within the yeah. same country. I've been there. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can tell there's a difference between, but you, because you got all people in Africa who look like the people here, the ones who grow afros, who got sheens on skin. That's a different type of people than the tribal Africans. You could tell it's two different people. So the tribal African, I say saying. primitive, not primitive like those people, because that, that tribal meaning primitive, those people who basically never traveled nowhere, they got their little huts and they live and their little customs and their little traditions, they ain't really going on. Those kind of people is when the white man brought out of Africa first. He tried to bring those people to Africa, from, uh, um, from uh, out of Africa. He brought those people, and those people wasn't trying to hit it. And those, they stopped and they stopped taking those people from out of Africa. I so got when you. I say, now, when I say, oh, so when I say, let me let me just clarify. So when I say that our people are not tribal Africa, I mean we were not primitive like the Africans, because you could tell in how we traveled all over the place, how we built and things like that. Yeah, of course you're gonna have our people kind of, you know, being being niggas in every generation. You have niggas everywhere, niggas in every you know time frame, and you know niggas turning up. It's the same mentality, but it was more structured. They had a government. They had governments. They had societies. They had all of that. They had ancient, you know structures and things like that. They were massive builders, so they weren't primitive in the term of that or tribal in that terminology, but as far as they behavior, yeah, these niggas turned up and was still like what they do in that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so with, yes, so, so with all that said, why do you think our people the world over, we always tend to be divided? That's what I meant when I said tribal. We tend to be divided where we can't unify like the Europeans. European was divided, but he knows how to unify when it's time to. We can't seem to get it. Well, that's because you try because uh, they're trying to unify under something called black people. And they, again, see, Caucasians were able to unify under what they call white being white people. Okay, they were able to unify. That's what really unified them as calling themselves yeah. white people. That's when all the Italian, French, German, all that went out the window. And they knew they feel they they knew they had to unify the people in America and eventually globally in order for them to have a planetary domination. So they identify as Europeans or white people. So when you call our people black people, that really doesn't resonate with our people. It doesn't ring true for our people. So when something doesn't ring true, I don't care how much you call it something, it's not going to lock or really stick to our people. So this is why our people were not able to unify under what so being so-called black people, because our skin is not black. We're not black. That's some terminology the white man called us, to be the opposite of him being white. But you can't tell these simple-minded Negroes who want this pro-black stuff that they don't, that, that goes over their head. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Yeah, well, we're going to have to figure something out. We're going to figure something out, but I appreciate you. Appreciate you taking my call. I'm already figuring it out, but thank you, brother. Thank you. All right. All right. Is everything clear before I take a musical break? I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Is everything clear? I want to make sure I'm clear, we're clear before I take the break. So I come back and go deeper into this. All right. Making sure this is coming through clear. We'll be right back. You've changed. That sparkle in your eye has gone. Your smile is just a careless yawn. 
seven. Thank you. Was that not the number of the nation of Islam? The number seven? One, the number seven, exactly. One is 16. 16, one is six equals seven. Because what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was saying that the beast number was six, the so-called white man, and ours was number seven. Why was it number seven? Because we were supposed to be above the beast. He said that we were, he said that, that they were Muslim sons, my sons, Muslim sons, the Masons, they were Muslim sons, and that we taught them, or, or they were our apprentice, and they learned under us, and they learned how we civilized them. And then what John Elijah Muhammad taught? That we civilized them, and they learned under us. I want you to understand what's being, ultra-stand what's being said here. Because a lot of you people that hear with the message, you ain't really heard what he, you ain't really listening to what he was saying. He said that the white man learned under us. They were Muslim sons, Masons. That's what the term Mason comes from, my son. Muslim sons, and that they had to learn under us for 50 years. And then it go like that. And if they uh, 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 strayed, they, they, they had their sword over their head to get their head chopped off, right? This is what they taught. And Ryan, let me know if I'm right, because you were member of the Nation of Islam. Am I right? Am I right in what they teach? That's they. I, I, see, I remember your doctrine. Ain't that what they teach? All that's Freemasonic talk, and all that's really what they're describing to you is when the white man came into America, and our people had our civilizations, and we taught them, and we civilized them when they came off of the boats in Europe and started coming over here. That's when the place was, you know, everything was popping here in Meso and ancient America. Everything was popping over here. People were trading here, and the white man came amongst them. They like to tell this lie that they came amongst some desolate place and nothing was going on here, and it was just the so-called uh, uh, Indians hunting buffalo, and nobody was really here. That's a lie, man. That's a lie, a huge lie. The white man even said by that documentary I put in the group, he told you that himself. The old white man come out of his mouth and say this place was well developed. This place was well developed. The farmland was developed. There was buildings here. There were people living all over this place. You see, I'm not saying on the level it is now, but it was it was civilization here. It was people living here, farming. I told you the farmers here in this country was our people. It wasn't no so-called Asian-looking uh, 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 Indians, no Mongoloid-looking Indians. They wasn't farming a damn thing. They was living off the land. They show you that. So who was farming the land? Who who could teach them anything? Who was doing the obviously? Who was doing the agriculture and the architecture here? It wasn't them. So when the white man came here, who taught him? We were if we are the descendants of master builders, the people who built them ancient societies in Mesoamerica and ancient America, and we are the people who built those societies. If we put those societies here, then obviously, obviously, our people knew how to build things. We knew how to build edifice. We already knew architecture. The white man didn't teach us no damn architecture. He didn't teach us no architecture. Okay? He didn't teach us no architecture. We already knew it. That's something that's passed down. That's passed down from father to son. So when they're telling you about how uh, the white man came amongst us, and like I said, and he was a, ma- a Mason, a Muslim son, and this, that, and the third, and how we... If we, you know, we basically taught them things, and you know, and that's that's again, that's how they came in here, learning from us. 
That's how they came into America, learning from us. Learning amongst, they ain't coming here. See, they didn't come in here just forcing people. They didn't do that. No, they didn't do that. They came here. They was looking like how, how gentrification works. White man come in. He trying to be everybody's friend. He trying to help. Hey, guys, I'm here. I'm just like you guys. You know, they come in, and they basically start, you know, sneaky and getting around, uh, planning things around the, the people there. That's what they did. That's what they did. They sneaked around like George Washington all them snuck around. You had um, so-called black people walking around free all in America and whatnot and doing whatever they wanted to do here, man. Before the white man came here, during the time when the white man was here, and like I said up until this point, it was black people walking around free. You see, but they want to give you this idea that all black people came here through slavery. And a lot of you people in the Nation of Islam, y'all to blame for that, man. Y'all to blame for this idea that our people was all here it was slaves. Very small number of our people were slaves. They trying to make it more than what it was. You see, they trying to make it more than what it was. Very small number of our people were slaves here. And I told you, some of them people escaped from sex farms and things like that. Some of them people went on the run. They went back to their people. Again, how would they know where to go and move around in this land? They, the white man wasn't showing them nothing. He basically was learning the land. How was our people able to escape off the land and go all over the place and go to this place and go to that place, end up in Florida? You brought that up, Tariq Nasheed, because we're the natives of this country. We're the natives of this continent, which was part of that supercontinent that they're talking about where they said that the tribe of Shabazz was connected as this Asiatic people. It's the same thing, man. It is the same thing. They just didn't use the word Omec. They didn't use that. They didn't use the uh, the pyramids and the things we built over here. But if you notice, they kept they always make reference to ancient Egypt. They always make reference. Because, again, I did this because I got tired of, you know, because you got a lot of these uh, black conscious tunes and a lot of these Caucasians. They try to clown the messengers, saying he made up some ancient society, ain't no tribe of Shabazz, and, you know, he's lying and this Asiatic black man. They're basically trying to clown the messengers saying he made up the teachings of the nation of Islam and things like that. No. No. They had relevance, but you have to know symbolically what they mean and why the focus is on black people in the wilderness of North America. Why is the focus on black people in the wilderness of North America? Why is the focus on black people in the wilderness of North America? Answer, because this was the place and even to this day is the place where everybody wants to be or come or wants to emulate. America was, like I said, that place where everybody wanted to come. Going back when George Washington and all them came over here, when going back to America over speech, when I told you, I said the, term, the name America did not come from America over speech. That's a lie. It come from the, um, the Mayan people. That comes from the Mayan people, which is a black, uh, which is a so-called black uh, 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 um, society of people ancient society here in America, the Mayans. That's so-called. I just showed you a picture of myself, my image with a, as, uh, as a Mayan warrior and king. Right there, ancient image. Look just like me. But they'll tell you, because the, the Olmecs, is not, the, the Mayans, the Aztec, the Inca, they all come from the Olmecs. These are just people that moved around, changed names around, kept certain things, moved around like people do. You see? They changed up certain things, moved around, you know, took certain things from uh, uh, from the ancients and whatnot, and people started moving in. They started trading with people, learning people's language, because by that time, 
so-called white man started, you know, as, the, as those ancient societies started evolving, breaking up and spreading out, people are spreading more, more into North America. Our people start farming the land, taking up things and building and building up houses and things like that. Then you start having the people coming over from different places, trading with our people. So over time, that's how this civilization evolved. The white man was really the last one over here. You had the Asians coming over here, mixing in with our people. This is where you get that whole American Indian-looking thing from, where you see the early so-called American Indians. They got really dark bronze skin. Some of them got sheen to it, which is us, and then they got the Asian mix. They got that straight hair and the slanted eye. You see, that comes from when the so-called uh, um, Asians mixed their seed in with us. They crossed over the Bering Straits and came over here and found our people here, and they mixed in. Okay, and that was much later. That was that, that wasn't during the time of the Olmecs. You see, that came a lot later. These people didn't get over here till much later. They want to try and give credit to these people who calling themselves Mexicans and uh, uh, Indians and all these other people. These people were not around at that time. They came toward the end of those ancient societies, man. That's when they came. They came at the end of those ancient societies. So. They they had very little. All they did was pick up from where we left off at. That's all they did. You see, they picked up where we well, they 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 picked up where we left off. And some of our people, like I said, by the time um, you, you start getting these Europeans coming over here, our people were still all spread out. Some of our people was, we stayed amongst ourselves and whatnot. We still took on a lot of those tribal names from the Mayans because a lot of those what you call in tribal names or what they call in so-called Indian names, Cherokee and all, a lot of those names come from the ancient Mayans. Those names come from the ancient uh, uh, um, the, uh, 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 the Aztec, the Inca, all that, all that word Inca, Inca is Inky, all that's the same thing, man. All of those tribes and whatnot, there were straight up bronze people with afros and whatnot, woolly hair and whatnot, had feathers. All that come from the ancient uh, 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 um, ancient American people, our people, all of that, what they call Indian, a lot of that, what they call Indian custom. Because where did these people come from? They gonna If they're going to tell you the truth, they're going to admit that the people who are being called in so-called American Indians, they, and I'm not saying we, we ain't no Indians, and we're not no, we not no red Indians. We not, I'm not claiming no Indian thing. That's a bastardization of what we really are, which is the ancient Americans. We were already here in America before those people came here and mixed in with us. They are not our people. Those so-called people calling themselves Indians today are not our people. They're, not, they're, they're nothing but a bunch of Asians. They're a bunch of East Indians and Chinese. That's what they are. And they crossed over the Bering Straits and came into America, and they saw our people here first. That's where they come from. And they picked up our culture, and they called it Native American culture now. They call it Indian culture now. It, where, where did it come from? Where did they bring it from? The feathers and all that, you trace it right back. Because now they try to trace, call these people, tracing their connection back to the so-called ancient Americans. That's a damn lie. Because, see, the only reason, they never, at one point, the so-called Indians never did that. They never traced them, themselves back to the ancient uh, Americans uh, until we started making that claim. You just, all they talked about, we was the American Indian, we was here on this land. And, and no, you wasn't. Our people predate them. We are not the descendants of Africans. That is a lie. We are not the descendants of any African. 
You see, they want to tell you that because that's how the white man do. He always wants to gentrify your neighborhood, gentrify or nationalize or, you know, uh, 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 colonize your country. He'll tell you, oh, yo, you people, y'all ain't from here. We from here. He'll start telling lies with his revisionist history, and all of a sudden we came from someplace else. He did that in South Africa. He told niggas in South Africa, y'all ain't from here. Y'all came from, he said, he said some old crazy stuff. He said they came from someplace else, and they was here first. The white man was there first. See how the white man do? So that's all they did here in America. They came here, saw our people here, and then the white man wouldn't take them. Oh, y'all wasn't here. We brought you on slave ships. Y'all them Africans. No, we wasn't them Africans you brought on slave ships. That's a lie. You see? Because a lot, of, a lot, like I said, the lot of the, a lot of the history is screwed up, out of place, and things like that. And like I said, you can't really blame them people in the nation of Islam for the stuff they got taught. Cause a lot of that doctrine's all over the place, man. It's all over the place. No disrespect to them, but it is. We'll be right back. <laughs>
You know, when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Nation of Islam, met with the Ku Klux Klan in that meeting, I told you that was nothing but two Masonic meetings. That was just two Masonic organizations meeting. That's all that was. When the Nation of Islam met with the Ku Klux Klan, because I told you before, the Ku Klux Klan, they are a Masonic organization, and they even teach Islam. They teach Islam as part of their Masonic degrees. That's why they got a book called the Koran. They got a book called the Koran, all right, that the, the Ku Klux Klan spell it with a K. They don't use they don't use Koran like a Q. They use it like a K, like for KKK, Koran, all right? And they teach a teaching of Islam and what it means and their connection to it from Freemasonry, same way the Nation of Islam does. Again, all of these different organizations and things are Freemasonic organizations, okay? And today when you see us using the letter Z, right, again, that's a connection back to the ancient Americans. But then also on another level, on another level, it's really a connection with the Serpentine. Now, in the Nation of Islam lesson, they said the letter Z represented zigzag zig, right? Zigzag zig is the movement of a serpent, a, a serpent's a movement and electrical current, the movement of electrical current, all right? So when they show you the snake moving in that zip formation, the zigzag zig, and you see electricity or lightning and whatnot charging into this in the zigzag formation, right? Again, that's going back to our ancient people who utilize the letter Z, right? And you see a lot of these, um, even the Nazis, they understood that symbol as a symbol of power, right? The double Z, which looked like they shape it into a form of lightning. You see, power or enlightenment. You follow? Enlightenment. Because that's what this was all about, enlightenment. But there's still a lot of mystery that is beneath the enlightenment. So now our people are being enlightened or illuminated. They said that Ford wanted to, you know, at one day say he wanted to raise up his people and they wanted to destroy the billion, the bankers and the um, and the uh, business people like your Rockefellers, like your Rothschilds and all. And this is what Ford said, according to Elijah Muhammad. Now, question. Why would they focus on business people that they have they want to see destroyed or brought down and not the heads of the government? Because they realize that the heads of the government are run by the business people. They already realize that. They recognize but that's why Alambi Elijah Muhammad he wanted to focus on business more in the building of the nation and business because he realized that our people were at one point in time a uh, uh, advanced race of people. That's what the whole um, pointing to the um, tribe of Shabazz was. You claim our people come out of Africa, right? But, you know, the people will say that, that we come out of Africa, but where do you find this tribe of Shabazz that, that has this advanced civilization? Where are they at? Where are they at in Africa that have this advanced civilization? You can't point to Egypt and call them tribe of Shabazz. They don't fit that. They don't fit that. They don't fit that description as the tribe of Shabazz. Where, we, where do we find the tribe of Shabazz? You know who fits that perfectly? Now that it's been broken down, the Omex. They're the only ones that could be a tribe of Shabazz. And the only way Elijah Muhammad wasn't lying. He just didn't use the right terminology or the right names for him. You see? But when you put it all together, you see it makes sense. Why 
the focus is on America and raising the so-called black man in America, not in no place else. Don't sit up here and say our people wasn't catching hell all over the damn planet. We were. But why is America important? Why was America important? The same reason why in the ancient world Egypt was important and was still seen as important because these are where the first societies were built. The first super structures were built. You see, the white man, he recognized the architecture. And if you have people who can build on levels like that, that means, and they hear this, they can't even figure out how those people built those pyramids and things like that. They were building, their, their level of building was greater than the so-called white man back then. Even the white man today marveled at what our people built here in the ancient America. They wasn't building, building on this level. You look back at what George Washington and them had, okay, and it's another reason. Why they made our people build and, and, and build up the White House and made Benjamin Banneker do it. You know why? Because they recognized Benjamin Banneker as a connected one, one of those ones who was connected to those ancient people who built those those edifices. See, no, see, listen, the white man know that our people are connected to the Olmecs and the Incas and the Ash and the first builders here. You see? They know that. Why, why would they choose Benjamin Banneker? I thought they would have all these um, – Superior white people. They had all these superior white people who were supposed to be there around at that time. You mean to tell me they needed a so-called black man, a nigger, to build, to, um, to, to sketch out, the, uh, to, to draw out the White House and lay the plans for their White House for their, for what the seat of their um, um, political government going to be? A so-called black man? Does that even make sense? With all these so-called intelligent white men, they wanted the people who are the descendants of the people who built the greatest edifices on this planet. They wanted the descendants of those people to build their society. You see, this was all planned out. That's why the white man, he didn't know how to build no society. Anywhere where he has a society, our people can be found intervening in. So he wanted the descendants. He knew that the people that was here, the people you call them black, Negro, African-American, people who did not come over on slave ships, they are the descendants of those ancient people who built those pyramids in Mesoamerica and ancient America. They are the descendants of those people. You see, they wanted to enslave the natives of this land, the people who were the descendants of the first builders and the first civilization givers of this land. They already knew that about our people. They knew that. Everything that they came over here and adopting the eagle and all this other stuff, that come from our people. First, well, first, let me let me back up. First, it was from our people, the eagle, the serpent, all that stuff with the white man used today. It got passed on to the so-called Indians who, like I said, mixed their seed with our people, and it got passed on to them, and the white man got it from them. But see, but our people were walking around here, like I said, America was, a, like I said, because our people got things going here in the society, America was a cosmopolitan place. It wasn't no wilderness here. Like I said, a lot of this stuff, a lot of this stuff uh, was already farmed out. The land was being farmed out. People were trading all of this. They was already doing this. But again, they refused to. They refused to tell you that. Because then, see, they got to keep the. They got to keep the whole slave narrative going. I told you that they have to keep the slave narrative going. We was brought over here on slave ships, and you know, and the white man conquered us and, and took us from Africa, never telling us where in Africa they took us from. Never telling us where in Africa they took us from. They coming now with these lies about how they're so concerned about our roots and our heritage and things like that. You know why? Because our people started to wake up and realize, hey, wait a minute. You know, how come we never heard of any 
you know, African slave trade. I mean, you know, we we never really heard of that. We was because y'all was born on damn sex plantation. Nine times out of ten, those of you who were born into slavery, who your families were born to slavery, nine times out of ten, a lot of y'all y'all remember back as far as the plantation because you were born on sex plantations. Okay, you a lot of you were born on sex plantations and traded out to other um, plantations. You see. That's what y'all would, you know, this is what, you know, this is what the so-called slave trade really is. And I got to get on, I just got to, because I had this thought came in my head about this whole thing about fraud being God in person. Let me just, let me just dispel that in this. First and foremost, not only like Muhammad said, fraud, Allah came uh, as fraud Muhammad, right? The God or whatever, right? You're saying that this man came as Allah, right? He, and then you changed up and he even told you don't call him that. He's like... You know, all, all the titles that he gave, he wanted to heap on to Fard. All I was like, according to Elijah, he snapped on me. He said, why are you giving me these titles? I'm not these titles. Wait a minute. How is it that Allah in person or Allah in physical form is telling you that he's not a, 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 a Mopti, he's not a Messiah, he's none of these things? He's telling you that he's not even a Mopti or these other things that he's supposed to be. He's telling you he's not that. He's telling you he's not even he's not even really on the level of a messenger. He's because far Elijah, young Elijah Muhammad, in his mind tried to build far up as more than what he was. Far said, "I'm not none of that," and he told no, who would believe that but you? Now you know back then you know how black people are you know because they were, he was he was the worshipful master, you see of the Freemasonic lodge. So what Elijah Muhammad wanted to do, he wanted to build him up more to the to the people who was in the lodge, aka the, the temple. You see, he wanted to build him up as a worshipful master. So that's what Elijah Muhammad was doing. He was being, he was worshiping who was considered to be his master because he had all this knowledge. He was like a, like a, like anybody else in Freemasons. He was looking to Fard as the worshipful master, Fard Muhammad. And Elijah Muhammad worshipped his image, right? He put his image up there, but Fard said, "Don't do that." So then it became, and Fard was okay with him saying that uh, um, God came in the person of him. So what does that mean when you say God came in the person of this man? All that's really saying is there's no different than you people in the church say the spirit came into this man to do this. The spirit came into that man to do that. God is a spirit or you, you want to say, you say God ain't no spook and no spirit. Okay, if that's if you're saying that, and I, I agree with you on it. You say God ain't no spirit and no spook, then you, can you mind, will you mind telling me who y'all praying to when y'all praying to Mecca? Who are y'all praying to? You praying to Fard Muhammad? You telling Muslims you praying to a man named Fard Muhammad when you pray to Mecca five or seven times a day, however long, however y'all pray now? Praying to Fard Muhammad, really? And then say, oh, no, we praying to him. Well, the man just told you he wasn't God, so how are you praying to him? He told you he's not the most high and all this, so how are you praying to him? He told you he ain't even good enough to be called a messenger. So, okay, if you're saying Fard, God came in the person of him, meaning that whatever mental power, energy, whatever, came on to this man to utilize him to get this message over to Elijah Muhammad to uh, um, put him in put him in position to be who he's going to be. If you're saying that he was used to get the message to Elijah Muhammad, that makes sense, that the Amun used him, that if for some reason, whether he was using it as a scam to get money or whatever the hell he was using it for. Whatever he was using that teaching for, like I said, 
he was being utilized by something greater. Because if not, why would Elijah Muhammad say God came into the person, meaning into his physical body, you say, came into his physical body. So that means his physical body wasn't God's body. His physical body couldn't be God's body if God came into his person, into his physical. So how the hell is he God? How is he Allah? How is he the most high? Did that even make sense? That's not what y'all teach. So obviously, what is that spirit? What is that energy or that power? If you're going to say, you know, it's the soul of our people who was here in North America that wanted to raise one up like Elijah Muhammad, one of the ascendants of our people that used far to teach our people. Because, yeah, our, our ascendants, the Amun, we use people all the time. We use the, the Amun use the humans. They ain't no different. We'll use them telepathically to get a message to us. They will use them. And so if that's what you're saying, that makes sense. Because we acknowledge those who are above and beyond us, meaning our ascendants. We're not spooky about it. Let's not get spooky about this. I'm not being spooky. My ascendants are the Lord's. My ascendants, my children, big children, we already got a bloodline going. You see, ongoing. We established the bloodline of the almond race. That's why the Almond Elijah Muhammad said God came in the person of a man. Amen. 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 In the person of a man. The power came into that man's physical vessel. That soul came into his vessel to go to the soul people and reignite those people. If you're saying that, that makes sense. But calling for God and worshiping his image, a picture on a wall, that don't make no sense whatsoever. That's just pure straight Uncle Tomism. I'm going to just be real with you. That, but, you know, because Elijah Muhammad did all the work. You see, Far came and left three years and a half. That, that don't qualify you to be worshipped. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe in Masonic Masonry, he was a worshipful master. Whatever. I get it. But all that putting them on the way, that's y'all, yeah, whatever. But let me go ahead and read these questions before we get out of here. Was the tribe of Shabazz that Elijah Muhammad spoke of really the Olmecs? Yes, they were. The Meccan people, that's another way of saying that Mecca, Mecca or the Olmec people. Those Z's and the numbers and all these images and how Elijah Muhammad didn't try to connect really with the East or their teaching. He was dealing more with Freemasonry and the Islamic uh, uh, interpretation here in the East, in, the, in, in, in America. He was dealing with it from a Freemasonic perspective here in Freemasonry in America. He wasn't dealing with it from the East. That's why they always had clashes. Does the Nation of Islam understand this? No, they do not. Well, I'll say, well, some of the upper members, the ones who of the know, like men, I'm sure Minister Farrakhan knows this, because notice he keeps trying to reach out to the so-called Native American Indians. He's always reaching out to them people, because I guess he feels like we got some connection with them. Yeah, and like I said, they took on a lot of our customs. Did Elijah Muhammad really believe far was God? <laughs> Maybe at one point, no, more, more like the worshipful master of the Freemasonic Lodge. That, in their mindset, is really God. The one who's the head of the, um, the one who's the head of the Freemasonic Lodge, who they refer to as the Worshipful Master. And that's what Elijah Muhammad was putting them up at. But Far told him to stop doing that. And they say he came in the person to me like would you would say a spirit came in the person of mine and moved him to do something. So we say that soul had to come into him to get him to do whatever he did or whatever, how long he did it, and he went about his business. Was Far God in person? No, he was not. He was just a man who received some form of transmission, obviously. Came, did what he did, and left. Because it was really, obviously, the goal was to wake up Elijah, because he's the one that did the work, and God, and, and that was it. So that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen, and Amen we trust, and Amen we thank, and Amen we continue forward forever. 
I'm the intellectual new Ben Minkari. This has been Mental Act Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Hope the Nation of Islam don't have no issue with my breakdown. But y'all could have called in. Good night. Oh, yeah.